You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas. Welcome to Dr. Riza Patel. He's he's on the phone with us all the way from Benoni. But welcome to the show, Dr. Patel. Good afternoon, and thank you for having me. Dr. Patel, um, before we continue the conversation relating to the conference that took place this weekend, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about your organization, um, the Civilian Crime Intelligence Network, what it does, what it aims to achieve, and what it has achieved since inception in 2014? Well, um, Chad, the grouping itself is a group of civilians uh, policing uh, security and um, community policing, neighborhood watches, etc., that came together some years ago when we realized that uh, conventional policing and conventional approaches were not going to cut it. So um, we brought together think tanks, innovation, um, various uh, types of um, crime prevention strategies onto one table and began discussing it. So we then formalized relations between various policing entities, etc., and we've taken it into a... Um, structure where we can act um, as an intermediary between parties, where we come uh, between people that are busy warring with one another, fighting with one another, having differences, but parties who are not lawless parties, parties that are lawful parties that have an indifference with one another, to get involved there too. Uh, the grouping itself um, has an, uh, a footprint throughout the country, we began in Gauteng in uh, 2003 and uh, began growing since then. And we brought on board various partners, um, you know, one of them being the city of Johannesburg with the MNC himself that sits on board. So we have the Office of the Provincial Police uh, and all other various partners. Uh, you were there on Saturday and you met the chief of Ikroni Metro Police Department there. So these are the various levels of people that sit in the actual grouping. And we provide a synergy. Uh, between these partnerships, and uh, we harness various people's resources to assist state um, uh, entities to conduct their anti-crime activities and their, their drive against the fight against crime very simply put chance. Now, now, what I find fascinating is you started this organization in the early 2000s, but come 2014, then 2017 when you registered as a non-profit, and then, of course, now with this incredible conference that was held that had um, role players from, from across the board, stakeholders in both private and public sector um, law enforcement, it, it, it has grown exponentially. What happened um, between 2014 and now, do you think, that 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 inspired this this exponential growth do you think it's it's because of the advent of new technology is it perhaps because people are now reaching a point where enough is enough with crime or was it all just these factors that created the perfect storm for such an organization to be established no uh, chad i think some of what you've said is correct um, although the um, conclusive direction for this is um, actually the the need for communities to get organized and the need for communities to actually uh, realize that there's no competition when it comes to an association or grouping or collective. And you'll find that with other groupings, when they bring you together, they want to be the boss of it and they want to be in charge of it and they want to bully you and they come across with various sorts of negative mandates, etc. Whereas with this relationship, it's very um, a gentleman, uh, gentlemanly agreement where people uh, respect one another we work according to the various protocols that are required by the police and various other partners, and we instill in, in various entities that are um, part of our partnerships the need for um, uh, you know the respect 
for the law and for various other mandates that people have. An example of this, Chad, is very simply the um, negatives that people face when civil society comes together as a group and then you have another group of civil society members that form another group and each one believes that they are a sovereign entity of their own and then they want to fight one another um, for uh, uh, you know, something where we're meant to be actually standing together and fighting the common enemy. The common enemy itself is the one that's allowed this whole thing to actually catapult to where it, it's come to now because the level of aggression and the face of the criminal has changed dramatically. Now, Dr. Patel, um, I, I noticed there were security companies that were involved. Um, along with uh, EMPD, JMPD, the most well-known of the of the various um, paramedical services, etc. And obviously, you together with your your stakeholders and role players within um, the Metro Police Departments, as well as the National South African Police Services, have realised the importance of engaging with private sector. Um, it's it's force multiplication on the ground having more um, security officers assisting, etc. And I understand what you're saying about turf issues and other companies or NPOs or NGOs wanting to take the lead because there's a lot of ego involved. How do you prevent ego from, from taking control, um, having all these different people participating in such an organization? How do you ensure that everybody has a say? And then the last part of the question is, how do organizations become a part of, of your network? Um, Chad, um, the uh, issue of egos, one will never do away with. Um, that is something that is entrenched. Uh, for as long as we're human beings, we'll always have that default error in our system. So for as long as there's a, a, a negative, uh, you know, the, this will always thrive. And uh, egos always persist everywhere. But we uh, collectively have a methodology to resolve those ego negatives and we work strategically towards dissolving conflicts uh, heavily, actually, uh, um, towards dissolving these conflicts when it comes to our partnership. So ego-wise, um, truthfully, uh, Chad, I, uh, together with the team, we walk hand-in-hand, hand, um, with hat-in-hand, to each partner and constantly um, appeal to them to um, understand, to you know, for calm, um, for collective uh, measures when it comes to negatives, etc. So we constantly engage in partnerships. Um, we're constantly asking for pe- people to understand and tolerate, etc. It is not something that will ever go away. It's not something where you have a beautiful partnership and it will be like that forever. You have to keep doing that. And then uh, your second part was, how does anyone else get involved? Um, uh, we would love to, and Chad, I must just say, we would love to invite uh, any entity that believes, or any person for that matter, that believes they would like to fight crime, we'd love to invite them to our body. We have a link that people have to complete. Uh, this link asks for certain details, etc. And it's not a requirement that we thought uh, of ourselves. It was a requirement that came across because of the partnership relationship need that was there. And it was brought forward from them to say, well, if you expect us to be part of this body, um, we expect you to put into place a vetting system. So it was an agreed vetting system, and uh, that's how it is that people will get involved. And we can share this, um, although you will find that we do have a system that may uh, come back and say um, these people are not desirable. And that system will bring that result if the person has a criminal background, for example, 
or we find that the entity itself or the grouping itself has a social intolerance um, and uh, they, they might be a negative in society. That's when we would want to stay away from them. But otherwise, we would invite everybody, medical professionals. Um, um, we, we need think tanks from all walks to be involved in this fight against crime because we're developing methodologies uh, towards that fight and it involves them, it includes them. Um, and Dr. Now, in closing, how would the, the members of the public that want to engage with you, want to be involved with you, get hold of you? Is there a website that they can visit? Absolutely, Chad. Um, we, we do have a website. Uh, it's our name, which is the www.ccin.co.za. Um, and, you know, you can find us uh, on that particular website. Chad, you have the details, I think. If you wouldn't mind sharing it with, with your listeners uh, we will send you the website details as well so that you can pass it on to them. We'd also love to send the link um, to yourself um, to share it with members of the public. And as much as we have partners now, the, the partnership list isn't exclusive. Uh, that list can be endless. In other words, we invite everyone to get involved and everyone to contribute. And like I said in, in the convention, uh, we have people throwing money at us, but... Uh, we turned a blind eye at them purely because we we might want to invite money, and that's beautiful. But what is the point having the person's money when you don't have the relationship with them? We would rather have that and fight crime in that way than have that money. Uh, Dr. Riza Patel, the Community Policing uh, Forum Chair for the Cluster, um, who's been involved with fighting of crime many, many years, now the founder and obviously the person who heads up the CCIN. We thank you for your time. and We look forward to having you in studio for a much longer chat next time. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much for your time, Chad. Thank you, Doctor.